As always, a huge shout out to those who support me on Patreon, namely Shan and other supporters like Nellum Elam. If you want to support the podcast financially, you can do that at patreon.com slash truckertalks. There's been less bonus content going up recently because of time constraints for producing the podcast. However, I will be, at some time in the future, making an extended episode expanding on the previous podcast episode on the circuit boards of knowing. I think there's a lot more to think through and talk about there, even in my own mind, and I'm going to share bits of that with you guys over on Patreon. If you want to get a look at that, sign up there to support the podcast. If not, appreciate it if you can like and share the episode or the page on Facebook. And even if that doesn't interest you, I appreciate that you are here and listening. On with the episode. Welcome to Trucker Talks. This is your Trucker Talking. My name is Brandon, and today, on the podcast, at last, I reveal why it is I don't like Toy Story 4. But, before I do, a couple of caveats, because even though I'm saying I don't like Toy Story 4, honestly, when I first watched the movie, I really enjoyed the vast majority of it. I think it's visually stunning. Of all the Toy Story films, it's clearly the the most visually beautiful and um, uh, an example of the uh, just incredible development of visual effects and CGI. Um, I also found large chunks of it really, really hilarious, particularly the, the Duck and Bunny characters were a fantastic comedic addition to the roster. Um, and also the kind of atmosphere especially of the antique shop was just really beautifully uh, presented and so by no means do i think that there is anything irredeemable about the movie overall i could sit and watch it and enjoy it again but i think that there are fundamentally three areas in which the film fails in a way that the previous three didn't and they are that there are unfulfilled promises that there are inconsistent character choices, and there is politically motivated, retroactive character change. And I will expose a little bit of where I think each of those things are as we go forward. Wow, hello again everyone. It's good to be back together. It's been so long. I I know we didn't end on ideal circumstances all those years back when Toy Story 4 just didn't come to be, but it's good to be back together now that things seem to be moving. I hear you've had some ideas. Jeff, um, maybe you want to uh, throw them out there and we can start talking about how we can make this happen, huh? What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, I think that'll be good, yeah. Uh, so, been talking with some of the uh, other producers and, and the executives of Pixar, and I think we have uh, some some things we'd like to throw in for a story of Toy Story 4. Uh, namely, you know, today, the strong female characters are, are a big deal. People love those, and uh, we were thinking, you know, we could always ha- have a bit of a romance. We can't get rid of Woody, of course, so he's going to be romancing with a strong female character and we thought about Jessie but obviously she's paired off with Buzz so 
Bo Peep is the obvious choice. So what we're going to do is we're going to have uh, a return of Bo Peep. I know she wasn't in the previous film, but she needs to uh, to come in there, and uh, it'll be interesting. But Jeff, um, this is, uh, great. I, I love the idea. I'm, I'm curious, though. Like, Bo Peep wasn't exactly a strong female character previously. Do you have any idea how we would get her in the movie like that oh simple simple we do a flashback she she can just be shown to be like leading uh rescue attempts for toys and and things just like woody used to in all the other movies she she just does that in our flashback to establish you know that that she did that Uh, okay uh sure i mean if bob could get away with all this crazy stuff we can right right yeah yeah exactly so uh the other thing that i was thinking was that we could, you know, have Woody outgrow the whole idea of needing a child. Like, he's 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 done all of that. Now he's on his second child, and maybe he's he's realizing that, that there's more to life. Maybe he can become, like a, like, a benevolent lost toy or something, you know? I was thinking that we could, uh, uh, yeah, send him, send him out into the big bad world and and uh, face face things from from an individual perspective, so that he's not tied down to to some commitment to some kid. You know, that could be interesting. Hmm, that does sound interesting. Um, yeah, we'll have to think a lot about why he would do that. Of course. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, maybe maybe it's because he you know he loves Bo Peep and. And Bo Peep's a lost toy or something like that. Okay, yeah, sure. Play on the romance. That's interesting. Um, oh, I just remembered. There's one other thing. We actually have to include something. Contractual reasons. Bob had written something before he left that um, he was, he'd been thinking about. And it has to be in the movie because of what he signed off. So we have to have some um, manufacturing of a toy in the movie. Bob had been thinking about... Um, what it is to be a toy or something like that and and how they might come into being so uh he proposed that maybe a toy was made out of trash and i know it's classic bob but he he thought that maybe the toy would believe it was trash and want to kill itself i don't know how we get that in there but maybe we we just do somehow okay yeah sure i mean he can just he can tag along with woody i suppose maybe woody can can help him out. Yeah, we'll think about that. Uh, yeah, we got a lot to kind of pull together. Let's let's give it a go. All right, Jeff. Yeah, sure. Um, the franchise is in your hands. Let's see what we can do with it. I don't know about you guys, but I definitely miss Bob. The uh, most promising aspect of uh, Toy Story 4's story and characters introduced that I found was definitely the existence of Sporky. I thought it was such an interesting direction to go in. This toy, like, it was made before our very eyes. And it was essentially a baby, and it had some kind of hangover of believing that it was nothing more than its constituent parts. And uh, it brings up questions like, okay, so at what point does a toy traditionally become conscious? Like, was Woody conscious while he was being sewn together? At what moment does that happen? And then what is a toy? Can a piece of paper with a smiley face drawn on it be a toy? 
would uh, Wilson in in Castaway have turned into a toy? That would have been interesting. Tom Hanks speaking to a toy when he's traditionally played the toy. There's so, so many rich things in there. Um, is a toy more than its constituent parts? Um, you could have had an interesting um, side plot with Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head in that. Like, they're kind of modular, so they, they're made up of lots of parts that they can swap in and out. There's so much to explore there. There's so much promise in this philosophical concept. What is it to be a toy that can be tied with what it is to be a human? Um, I think it's not outside of Pixar's uh, philosophical ballpark to wrestle with those kinds of questions. And then, essentially, it goes nowhere. Sporky learns and kind of decides that, okay, he wants to be there for his kid. And then he does that. And at the end, in the after credits, there's a female version of, like, a, a sporky kind of character, and they seem to hit it off. But none of it really touches again on some of the profound questions that the promise of this character's existence gave us. Um, it explores, for a little while, this kind of morbid suicidality of the character and then that just kind of disappears and again this really heavy topic and interesting topic touched on just fades into the background of the story that follows Woody and Bo Peep more now that's a whole other thing too Woody's decision to leave his kid to leave all kids, in fact, fundamentally, is a really strange one. It seems completely out of left field because it's the opposite to what he's been standing up for, even to other toys, throughout his entire character development. Woody was the most important toy at the beginning of Toy Story 1, and in his journey throughout the films, he learned that he didn't have to be the most important toy. It didn't matter how much that you're played with. It didn't matter if you were the favorite. It just mattered that you were there for your kid when they needed you. And the only thing that was worth living for was being loved by a child. Other characters quoted that back to Woody at times when he questioned it, like in the second movie. And yet here, the character of Bo Peep, who... To be fair, there was an established kind of romance with. Seems to convince him really quite easily and without much content to any argument in favor of the choice to become a lost toy. And it, it, it tries to recover some sense of nobility about this choice with, again, uh, a kind of after credit scene showing that they... Bo Peep and Woody are helping lost toys find kids or kids find the lost toys so that they can have kids. But the question then becomes, okay, if it's really a good thing for Woody and Bo Peep to help all of these toys to find kids or be found by kids, isn't that kind of patronizing when they're saying they've outgrown that need, they've become 
strong, independent individuals who can define themselves outside of the confines of having a kid, and yet all of their right, righteous acts are motivated towards getting other toys to be found by kids. It's circular. It doesn't really make sense. They feed into the system that they personally have come to buy out of. And that takes us to what I think was probably the the most disappointing choice. And that's the retroactive changing of Bo Peep's character. Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with having a character like Bo Peep in the movie. Like, that strong female character archetype can be fantastic in a story. And in many ways, you can watch the movie and just see it like that. Just just forget about the Bo Peep of the previous movies. The problem is that there isn't any story-justified reason that Bo Peep is the character that she is in this movie. They're trying to cash in on the history that Woody has with this character, whilst also just fundamentally changing the character, because it wouldn't be attractive to a modern Western enlightened audience for Woody's love interest to be the wet blanket of a character that Bo Peep was in the first two movies. So Bo Peep, in that flashback, even if you took the flashback out, you could argue that maybe Bo Peep has become a hardened uh, character that she's had to change because of the rough circumstances she went through. But the flashback proves that it's not that. It's not a character development. It's just retroactive change because this this flashback had to have happened somewhere between Toy Story 2 and 3 while they were still with Andy. And in it, there's a moment where Woody and uh, Bo Peep turn to each other and name like Operation toy grab or something, as if they've done it a million times, and as if Bo Peep has always been involved in making these leadership decisions and um, really physically involved in the actual rescuing of toys and things, which she just, there's no intimation whatsoever that she was in previous movies. Um, And so there's an unjustified character choice on Woody's part to give up children, essentially, and there's an unjustified and I think probably poorly politically motivated change of the character. Now, like I said in the intro, that doesn't mean that this is a bad movie. There's way worse movies than Toy Story 4. But I think it lost its way when an honest exploration of um, a toy's existence and a toy's relationship to its its child and a toy confronting the horrors and pleasures of what life for a toy is were kind of put at the wayside for bits of novelty and crowd-pleasing character changes. And as a result, you don't come away with Toy Story 4, you don't come away from Toy Story 4 with any cohesive message to think about. 
There's no question posed like the other three movies that is fundamentally answered in any consistent manner. And so we're left with a beautiful-looking, funny, but unfulfilling story. At least from my perspective. Now that's a whole lot of movie critic talk in a podcast that isn't fundamentally about movie critique. Um, there's more to talk about in Toy Story 4. The antagonist, the the doll without the voice box, I, her name eludes me, but that's a really interesting part of the movie to look into, and again, I think fundamentally disappointing and unfulfilling, even though it's really well executed in terms of its aesthetic and atmosphere. Um, and other questions to ask about... Uh, kind of how it's explored what a toy is there's a flippancy with which the lives of toys are dealt with in the film there's even one gag where the death of a toy is played for comedy that just seems to cheapen the nature of the whole premise of toy story that these toys are alive and those lives matter but all of that will have to be discussed in a maybe a bonus episode on patreon in fact because Part of the reason that I've been looking at this Toy Story series is because of the interesting philosophical questions they raise. And the next episode of Trucker Talks, I'm going to look at different views and explanations for what it is to be human, what human consciousness is, and whether or not we can truly and, and accurately consider ourselves to be a bunch of atoms put together in a particular matter, manner that makes us what we are, which fundamentally is the question that was posed by the existence of the character of Sporky. I think Sporky is a fantastic springboard for a movie of his own, honestly. And so we're going to look at the, the potential meanings and powerful metaphors that come out of the existence of Sporky. But that, along with the bonus episode looking at further details of Toy Story 4, will have to go on another time where we will keep the conversation going on Trucker Talks. Thank you for listening to this episode of Trucker talks. I'm very curious to see what your reactions are to my reasons for not liking Toy Story 4. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Send me a comment or an email. Uh, you can comment on the Facebook page at Trucker Talks, or you can email to thistruckertalks at gmail.com. I'm really curious to see if other people, um, when they think about it, are as disappointed with the message of Toy Story 4 as I am. I've looked at different reviews online and most people review it really positively and I think that's because they focus on the aspects that I have said I do enjoy and haven't thought about the underlying philosophy quite as much as a nerd like I have. Um, so yeah, let me know what you think. Um, if you enjoyed the movie kind of critique format for the podcast, let me know. Maybe I can pick up on some other films in the future. 
But for now, we will go back to taking a look at some other thought experimenty stuff next week. Again, thank you so much for listening. And next time, as always, we will keep the conversation going with Trucker Talks.